result of the outbreak, your city or entire region may be endangered by a lethal agent. If conditions at your location make this a possibility, you need to consider staying in place until the threat has subsided or blown over. It's in our DNA. We choose the way of earth. We choose the right people we are. We know the difference between the reality of freedom and the illusion of freedom. There's a way to live with earth and a way not to live with earth. We choose the way of earth. My name is Ansley Jemison, and this is the Ongwehongwe Podcast. I'm coming to you from the Ganondagan State Historic Site in the Seneca and Art Cultural Center. Ganondagan is the site of a 17th century Seneca village that was destroyed by the French in 1687 and still remains and is the traditional territory of the people of the Great Hill, the Onondawaka, the Seneca people. I am of the Seneca Nation. I am the Wolf Clan from the Allegheny Territory originally, and I work here at Ganondagan State Historic Site. This podcast is a long time coming, I guess I would say, but basically how it's being used today is to interact with indigenous people, native peoples, to talk about and to understand the cool things that they're up to. What are they doing in the world today? How are they living as indigenous people in the age of COVID, in, you know, a new administration in the White House. Does that even matter? Does that, do we care about that? What does that look like for us? We're indigenous people. We have treaties nation to nation with the United States. But yet, here we are. Contemporary, cool, doing awesome things, expressing ourselves. And today I have with me a guest who is an artist who was recently entered into the Haudenosaunee Art Show here at Ganondagan State Historic Site. She happens to be from the same territory as I'm from, the Allegheny Territory. And I may be a little bit older than her, but I think we've crossed paths at different times. And meeting her for the first time, maybe our, our second time last night, there was a familiarity. There was sort of a comfortableness. There was something that just kind of I guess because we're from the same place, you know, we kind of already just kind of knew one another, even though we've only seen each other in passing or whatever that may have been. But uh, today I'm joined by Luann Redeye. Um, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Give me a little bit more of an introduction of who you are, and um, and then we'll kind of go in from there, Luann. So uh, please be comfortable. Um, let's have a little bit of fun with this. Maybe we'll be a little bit fast because I know you got to jump back on the road and transport your art back to Binghamton. Um, but I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. So. Who, are, who do we have? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely pleased to take a moment to talk with you. And I know it's like, I gotta get back on the road, but as an artist, I'm like, gotta be, deliver my work, I gotta like, be the business person of my work. <laughs> it's like all these roles, so I'm trying to balance them and, and pick up my work as well. Um, yeah, so I'm Luann Redeye. I'm from Salamanca, New York. Um, I grew up there in a um, pre-Kinzu house, which was my grandmother's house. And, yeah. um, I mentioned that because it's part of my current series, like the house and that history is part of some of the work I entered into the show, so I might touch, touch on that a little bit. Um, from 
Salamanca. I um, went to SUNY Oswego for undergrad and then moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico for grad school, University of New Mexico. Um, actually stayed in Albuquerque for about 11, 12 years and I moved back in fall 2019, or back, back to New York. Okay. And what were you doing in New Mexico? I mean, like those extra years. I mean, what were you out there? Were you forming and developing this art uh, that you have that you're doing now? Or what, what were you up to? Yeah, well, I, I originally thought I was just going to be in Albuquerque for the duration of my um, grad school years. Like I didn't expect to stay longer, but I decided to stay because there were a bit more opportunities for work, at least in the field that I wanted to go into, which was teaching. And I was able to um, get an adjunct position at the community college there. And it was actually a really great department and community. And so I, I, I stayed because it was, um, and I built really great relationships and friendships with the other folks who taught there. And then I just got used to it. <laughs> and, um, you fell in love with red and green chili? I did, yeah. <laughs> I really miss it. Um, and um, the work that I created there um, was still creating portraits of fem friends and family from back home. And so part of my reason for doing that was so that I could still stay connected with the folks that I um, grew up with and knew. And... Albuquerque and Salamanca, New York are complete, I mean, polar opposites. I mean, I spent a little bit of time in the Southwest myself. I lived up in Taos, New Mexico um, after graduating from college and everything. And it's a world completely different, you know, but I mean, it's a, it's also a place though that can be very familiar in a lot of ways because, um, you know, having, you know, you having grown up in Salamanca and being, you know, living on territory and being surrounded by, our, our people, you know, you're, you know, you're maybe not completely in the majority, but I mean, it's, it's, there's a comfortability around being in and around other brown people, you know, people that look like us and, um, going to New Mexico, that, that happens as well. You know, you're, you're inundated and surrounded by indigenous people, you know, the, 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 the folks from the, the Pueblos and things like that. And, you know, and, and Albuquerque and Santa Fe and, you know, that whole area just kind of seems like a little bit of a mecca or sort of a ground zero for a lot of indigenous sort of um, expressionism, indigenous art. Indian market is a big thing that happens down there. Gathering of Nations powwow happens down there. I'm sure you got to experience all of those while you're out there. Um, was it something that you found helped you in terms of, um, you know, you developing into the artist that you are today? Um, being in and around those sort of creative minds and those people, um, but then also being just embraced in a place that's beautiful and you know inspiring at times. How did that? How did that affect you? Mm -hmm. um, I feel that that environment more affected, um, I guess, my mental health in a way, in, in a good way. In that I didn't feel lonely, even though I didn't have family there. There was still this sort of shared history I, I felt with folks that I met who were from the Pueblos or elsewhere, and having some commonalities I think really helped to connect with um, the people that I met. And, and so in those ways, I really appreciated the time that I was, that I lived in Albuquerque. Um, in terms of art, I felt that my work connected a bit more with like, the Albuquerque scene, not, um, 
like the contemporary art scene that they have. And, and of course, Native art is contemporary, but um, I feel like because my work is um, painted within realism and naturalism, it's not expressionist. And, um, um, because I maybe didn't go to IAIA sort of and, and have that particular style influence my work, um, I, I didn't so much show within like, the, the bubbles that the other native artists were showing in. So um, I, I maybe went to, I went to Indian Market a lot as a spectator to buy work for sure, but as an artist I didn't selling sell work there. I, I did once or twice and it was very different for someone who does portraiture compared to folks who think who are there and what they want, like jewelry and ceramics. Um, and there's a specific look that people are looking for when they're going to the Southwest. Mm -hmm. There are certain colors and schemes and things like that that people are just kind of like captivated by because of the beauty and the, you know, the surroundings and things like that of what you, you're embraced with when you get there. And you're coming from a different place. I mean, you're coming from the Great Lakes. You're coming from, you know, the Finger Lakes. You're coming from Allegheny, the mountains, and things like that. A very green place, you know, a much different <laughs> kind of setting and, and backdrop for what you are surrounded by. And then, you know, you're still carving your path and finding your way while still expressing yourself. And, I mean, when, when you talk about realism in your work, Realism is, I mean, amazing. I mean, beyond what, what, what you're doing. So, I mean, I want to get into that in a minute, but um, that's interesting, you know, that, I mean, you didn't conform and you and you, you found your other pockets and you found your other lanes. And that's, that's inspiring to hear because I think so many people go there and they're thinking like, oh, you know, like I'm seeing all these other people getting these sales and things like that and they're doing all this stuff. and But yet it looks just like that other person's stuff. And they're, they're, it's like a copycat of a copycat of a cop. And but your stuff is still different and it's still rooted in who you are as a person, as, as a, you know, a woman from Allegheny, a Seneca woman, you know what I mean? Um, what does that mean to you to be a, an indigenous artist, I guess? Um, do you, and do you look at yourself as just an indigenous artist or you do, do you look at yourself as an artist? Um, I, I look at myself as an artist, but I, I feel like that influence might be from my time being within like university and as a student and now as a teacher and a professor, it's, it's a different sort of world where um, I am trying to um, write and create work for proposals and grants and fellowships that are outside of like, um, opportunities that are just specifically for Native folks, which I do go for, but I think I kind of like, um, like with my work, and the people that I portray, I like the idea that like, Native folks can express their identity in the way that is intimate to them, like, um, which is why in my paintings I choose to not like, pose people, it's just how they are in every day and what I'm more interested in. And so I like that about my work is that, I'm, that this is the type of things that I'm interested in and want to stick to. And I feel like my voice specifically is... Um, is and, and how I view painting, I think, is unique. I want it to be represented. I mean, so to describe your work and just me not having a very trained eye, um, even having grown up around an artist, my father, um, the the attention to detail that you have and the ability that you have to capture a moment, capture an expression, capture 
shadowing, light, contrast, um, the realism aspect of it. I mean, the piece that, you know, was, you know, that was the, uh, you know, the award-winning prize that you, you submitted here, I was arguing with other folks thinking that this was just like some Photoshopped piece that like you had slapped together, but then like, you know, actually went in on it afterwards and like looked at it, you know, closer with a, a light. I mean, every tiny detail and the brush strokes and the care that was put into this, I mean, hours and hours, I can only imagine, but it's something that like, it's inspiring and it's, and it's beautiful. And, and it's just so fantastic that, you know, it's like, man, that is a, a committed person, but it's also like that's a real, to me, an artistic expression that I I don't have anywhere in my in my being, I guess you know, and so you know you look at these as far as like gifts and abilities and skills. I mean, like uh, some of it's probably just natural talent, but also you've worked at this, you know, and you really kind of honed your skill to the point that it's it's really respectable, you know. I mean, and I I appreciate what you have what you put in in, in what you submitted. And um, it was really inspiring to see that work and um, the stories behind your pieces as well. You know, one is a, a photograph of you kind of enlarged and then some hands um, that, are, that are in the piece as well. Um, can you share me, with me just a little bit about that piece and, and what, that, what that was, what that meant to you? Yeah. Um, so that painting with the hands in the portrait that's in the background is part of a, a larger series that I started creating back in 2016. Mm. Um, at the time, I was a brand new mom, um, first time mom, and that, um, that that time that I had during pregnancy, I, I took it as an opportunity to really think about my childhood, my childhood and upbringing, and sort of how the people in my life that shaped who I am, um, that good or bad, like what sort of things that we experience and then outside of that is what other outside events may have shaped us as a family to kind of bring us to this point. And, um, so I created a series of beaded picture frames um, to start and the frames are meant to represent a different family member and then my relationship to them. So it's very personal because they were um, part of making that work was my own, for my own personal healing from past experiences with, with family members. And so I made a frame for my biological mother, my grandmother, one for myself, for my son or future children, and one for my father. And um, each of those frames had a sister painting to them. So that's where that painting came from, is that it's meant to be read with the frame as well. It's, a painting for my biological mother and a frame for her as well. And um, with that series, I thought about um, larger events that have affected the, our community and our family in general. So like the building of the Hindu Dam and how that displaced my great-grandmother and wanted to build a new house um, uphill further. and. And then reading stories about it, how other folks in that time period, that the older folks would say that although they have these new houses, it never quite felt like home. So it's like these continued effects of colonialism that we experienced. And I wanted to, I don't find like to learn a bit, a bit, of, a bit more about it, but also um, 
think of the ways that it shaped my family and then led to um, with our, our current day experiences. Um, so there are things that I I experienced growing up. I think a lot of folks probably did, like with alcoholism or violence and um, other things. And in that painting in particular, um, I didn't have a great relationship with my biological mother. I was raised by my grandmother, and so with that painting, I wanted to represent this these feelings that I had um, surrounding our relationship. So. Um, I took that portrait, this old portrait of myself, um, and collaged that to the background. And then on top of that are these um, hands kind of overlapping that look like they're reaching or grabbing or, or, um, towards the figure. And, and so the hands are supposed to represent um, my biological mother, so the hands in some way taking. Mm. That's really amazing um thank you for sharing that piece um so one of the other pieces in the in the show is an image of your grandmother um and it's a woman that's in a lazy boy recliner and she's asleep and there's just such a peacefulness about her um being there in that space i think everybody that saw that picture um or saw that image has seen that image in life <laughs> you know in one way or another and um, it's so peaceful. And there's some details that you have in the piece that are just great and fantastic and just you captured in the moment. Um, you know, there's a, a, you know, she's sitting on the Lazy Boy and she's got a, a, a can of Pringles next to her. And there's a television there. And there's sort of like one of those little like fold up coffee, like, you know, um, dinner tray tables or whatever. And then behind her is like instead of um, curtains, you know, there's a, a a blanket for kind of the curtains or whatever else, and um, all very familiar. You know, we've all you know have seen that image and seen that look, and um, there's just a, a warm feeling about it. But also, my father had mentioned this to me, and I was talking to him, and one of the things that he really felt that you captured in that was there's a light that's shining on on your grandmother. And you worked from that light, and everything in the room reflects and shows itself from that light that you've created. And so there is that realism that's there, and you captured it, and it's it's all there, you know. And there's a feeling that you you get when you look at that piece. Um, so again, I mean, really powerful and strong, and um, I hope folks get to experience your your work in that way. Um, Tell me a little bit about that piece, you know, if, if you can. Yeah, um, actually that painting was part of that series as well um, with the frames and the sister painting. So that painting goes, it's of my grandmother and it goes with her frame as well. And um, because I, she raised me, I wanted the frame and the painting to reflect the sort of love and care that we had for each other. And... Um, and in picking an image to paint of her, it was a bit tough. It, it, she had passed back in 2005, but um, that, was that, first, that was the first painting ever done of her likeness. So it had taken me quite a long time to get to that point to paint her image. And, um, and I really liked that, that scene. And I think that's part of 
what I strive for in my paintings is to have a, a level of intimacy with, with the work where you could feel as if it's someone that you know, even if you're not native, like that could be anyone's grandmother because they look so comfortable and, and relaxed in that, in that chair. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, your love and appreciation for her comes through in that piece and it's a very strong piece, you know, and even though it's a light, you know, a lighter piece and a warm piece, um, it's powerful in that, yeah, it, it could be anybody's grandmother or grandparent. And, um, you know, I think it just really resonates with people in that way. So, um, you know, awesome. Thank you for, for what you're doing. And I think that it was a great expression. Um, you know, your work as a professor at this point, um, what's new on the horizon? Are there other opportunities that are coming up? Are there things that you're exploring and looking at? Um, and, and forgive me, and I apologize for not calling you Professor Redeye <laughs> um, in talking to you, um, you know, because I think you've earned it. You know, you've, you've worked for what you're doing, and um, it's, it's well-deserved. So, Professor Redeye, please tell me a little bit about what you're up to next. Thank you. I, well, when I'm in the classroom, I, I ask my students, should just call me the way in, because that's what feels comfortable. Um, like, I don't quite feel like a professor. Like, I, I definitely have a case of, like, imposter syndrome of, like, do I know enough? I mean, I, when I start teaching, it's like I do know enough, but there's, I, I feel like that's just always part of in what I'm creating. And, um, and in the classroom, there are some things that would, that are coming up that I'm really looking forward to. If I have, I teach a class in figure and portrait painting that I really enjoy because I do have a love for the old masters, which influences my style of work. And so I, I bring that to the classroom as well. And um, like we've, I've already been talking with folks about next fall and some new classes that we can introduce for painting. So I, I really like the department that I'm in because it's growing and I'm part of that growth and able to um, offer my perspective into how we can help the painting department become a bit more robust, especially. And um, so for the professor part, it just is fine. <laughs> um, and um, and I say that because I feel like I'm a lifelong learner. Like my style of painting wasn't just born out of at, at Oswego or at University of New Mexico. Like since finishing school, I continue to take classes and workshops and work with other artists in their studio. Um, and that's something I tell my students as well. It's like in this moment, in my perspective of painting, it's not the only way that you can paint or learn about painting. I definitely encourage folks to seek out other resources. Yeah, and I mean, it's great for you to challenge yourself and, and continue to grow and continue to learn because, you know, there's always something that you can pick up or take from an experience and an opportunity. So um, that's great, you know, and I mean, and... Um, you know, please um, embrace your your awesomeness, <laughs> you know, in terms of, you know, what you've earned as, as far as a professor and whatever else. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I just want to, you know, thank you for, for, for who you are and what you're doing. And um, I look forward to seeing more of your work down the road and, um, and, and hearing more of your stories because um, you're certain in, certainly an inspiration. And, um, and I'm, I'm proud of the fact to know that there's an indigenous woman that's, you know, faculty um, at a, at a university, you know, at a college. I mean, there's not a lot of you out there, you know, and, um, you've blazed a path, you know, and hopefully there's other young women, um, that can follow your path and your lead here. 
Um, so congratulations on the um, the weekend. You know, I think you're extremely successful in what you put out there. And um, I just want to thank you, Nyawe, for um, sitting down with me and talking to me today. And I know that you have to get on the road, so I'm gonna we're gonna cut this short a little bit. But um, hopefully, maybe we can get down. Um, to talking about this again, and maybe it'd be cool to come down and see you in Binghamton. I've, I've got a mobile set up here, and I can come and set up and maybe get you in your studio space or something like that and talk to you at some point. So, okay. Um, okay, so this was Luann Redeye, um, Seneca Nation artist, um, realist artist, and she was a prize winner here at the Haudenosaunee Art Show at Ganondagan State Historic Site at the Seneca Art and Cultural Center. So... Thank you, everybody, for listening, and stay tuned for another artist discussion. Yahweh. Powers in your heartbeat. Powers in your heartbeat. Power is in your heartbeat.